As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome back to Petals of Support. This is Mama D. Today is Thursday, October 13th, and I realize that that is my one-year anniversary, or as we call it, potiversary. I have been doing this for one full year, which if you go back to my first episode, I really never thought I would make it this far. I had hope. I had goals that I had set, but I didn't have the confidence that... I would be able to keep this going. I was so excited when I had my first real listener that wasn't <laughs> wasn't one of the two friends that I had told I was going to do this. But a real listener, somebody who I didn't know actually listened. It grew from one to two and so on. And I like to believe that those first listeners are still here, that they've stuck around. I appreciate them, even if they're not here still, I appreciate them because they gave me the confidence to keep going. Just like all of you do, every time I see that I have a new listen, it makes me feel like someone other than this wall is actually listening to what I'm saying. So I thank all of you. And I was trying to decide how to do my one year anniversary. I decided that the best way to do this might be to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. I do this anonymously to protect my children, mostly, protect my family. I do share quite a bit about them and their life. I don't want that necessarily to be something that their friends can hear. So I have always kept this as Mama D. You know that about me. You know I have two kids. You know that they're both boys. One is 15 and one is 19, soon to be 20. But who was I before I was Mama D? Because that also plays a role in the advice I give, where I'm coming from. I kind of scatter. I know that there's not always a straight path with me. I veer off. I love to share stories. I love to try to connect things because I know for me, 
I take advice best when I can connect it to other things, when I see how it can be applied and that it had some sort of positive outcome or made life a little bit easier. So where do I get my advice? Where did this come from? Who was I before? And I thought, well, for one year, maybe I would share a little bit more about me. Just kind of the the big reason that I am who I am. I have a degree in child psychology. The licenses that I achieved after getting that degree, I have since let go because I did decide to leave my job and become a full-time mom. It was something that my husband and I had talked about before we even got married. We were both on the same page with that. The problem was I really loved the job I had. When I was in college, I had all sorts of jobs. I did a lot of daycare. I worked at a health club. I was a front desk person, answered the phones, did all of that. I also worked at a drive-through, which I have discovered is not something that all states have or all countries have, but it's like a convenience store that you actually drive your car through. I loved that job because I worked with some of the most fun people and I met some of the most fun people working there. When I was done with school and had graduated, I applied many different places and I ended up with a wonderful job that just fit me. And that was, I think the easiest way to explain it was a social worker. I worked for a nonprofit organization that worked with foster care children. The division I worked in was special treatment foster care. So these were kids who were in foster care for many, many different reasons, but they had usually both mental health and behavioral issues that made it difficult to place them in what one would consider a typical foster home. Our foster parents went through extra training. It kind of prepared them for the fact that these kids would need a lot more than just getting them ready for school. They needed much more than the basic needs and being part of a family, which is what all foster care kids want is to be included and be part of a family. Our clients needed more than that. Most of them required at least two or three times a week therapy appointments. They required appointments with a psychologist and a psychiatrist. They needed hospital visits. When they were in school, they would need an IEP. There were numerous, numerous court appearances. If you were willing to take on all of this, you were compensated a little bit more than a quote unquote regular foster care provider. I don't think that regular foster homes get enough money because kids are expensive and the county is very, very careful how much they give for each child. It's supposed to cover their basic needs, but we all know that kids are not cheap and basic needs really just mean food, shelter, and clothing. But a kid needs much more. They need ability to be involved in extracurriculars. They need to have friends. They need to have a life. That's, of course, costs more. When you came to our special treatment foster care kids, they even required much more because there was a lot of drive time, gas, wear and tear on cars. Plus, there was a lot of often destruction that they did in homes. We could always compensate people more. Unfortunately, What I discovered pretty early on was that I could have some wonderful, wonderful foster parents. But then there are the ones, and there's always those ones that 
give things a bad name, who were really in it for the extra money. They heard that they took extra classes. They could take a special treatment, foster care child. And how much different could that be? Extra money, that's worth it, until they took the job and the child was placed in their home. And then that is when my job became even harder because what I did was meet with my clients and I called them clients several times a week. I would meet with them at school if it was necessary, but I preferred to meet with them in my office or at the foster home because these kids had a lot of stigmas going into a new school. They did not need me showing up and pulling them out of class, drawing more attention to what they were already dealing with, which was being a foster care child. That brings a lot of questions, a lot of judgment from their peers. I tried very hard to meet with the kids outside of school. My clients were mostly teenagers. I worked much, much better with teenagers, loved young kids. I still love young kids, but there was something about the age of about 13 and up that I just seemed to relate to better, work better with. And I would meet with my clients, as I said, a couple times a week, if possible, try to work through whatever they were going through, which because they had often mental illness going on as well as the behavioral they had not just the regular teenage drama that we all can relate to but more they had reactions to their medications or they didn't like their medications or they didn't like the foster home that they were in or they didn't like the foster siblings that they had on top of not liking class not liking school it was a lot but it taught me a lot it taught me how to have more patience than I had. It taught me how to listen. It taught me that one piece of advice does not work for everyone. Advice, really good advice does apply, but you have to tweak it. And I say that often to all of you that whatever advice that I share, you might have to tweak it to relate to your life or it might not relate to your life right now. So it might be something that you decide you wanna file away for the future. That's okay. That's something I learned working with the kids I worked with. I could share stories. If anyone is ever interested in hearing stories, I have wonderful ones. I have ones that are hilarious. I have ones that are not. I have memories that I hold very, very close to my heart. And I do think about the kids often. I think about every one of them. I hope that what I did with them and what their, the rest of their staff, there was quite a few of us, that had each client because it took a took a village. It really did to help them on top of the foster parents. I hope we all helped them. One thing that I was very, very big on was preparing them for the adult life. When most kids turned 18, unless we could convince the county to let them finish out till graduation, usually they were removed from the system. Some kids wanted that. So even if I could have advocated for them to be in the system until they graduated, they had no desire to do that. Usually I knew that ahead of time. So we worked on getting their GED. I wanted them to go out, be as productive as they could. I say that and it sounds mean, but I knew that some of the kids would most likely be better off in a group home or we're going to need more care. They could not just be 
set free into the world and be expected to know how to take care of themselves. We did a lot of budgeting. We worked on checks. We worked on going to the bank. We worked on public transportation. And I shared a fun story about public transportation on the podcast, F My Work Life. If you'd like to go listen to that, it was several episodes ago. It's one of my favorite podcasts, by the way. But I did send in a story about when I, it was an adventure teaching a young lady how to use the public transportation. It did not go as I had planned. And 45 minutes later, I got her off the bus, but it was, it was fun. It's a memory. I would help the kids get jobs. One of my tricks was I found them jobs at various fast food places because when I went to visit them, because I would go and check and see how they were doing to speak with their supervisors, I got free food. It was a wonderful perk that I quickly figured out and used to my advantage and they seem to enjoy it. I like to think that that was helpful. My years doing that were very important to me and I do, as I said, use those lessons that I learned to pass on advice to my kids, to my friends, and to my family. I think I have a different view on things because I saw things that were hard. I saw different ways that you have to adjust to make it. I hope that I have been able to use that to help my own kids, to help my friends, to help my family, and to help all of you. I laugh and say that this podcast is because I have so much mom in me that I need to get it out that this is just a nice outlet because otherwise I think I'd be bombarding my uh, youngest with way more advice that he than he needs right now. But I think it's also that this is something that I just was good at. It's hard in life to find something that you really are good at. And that was something I really was. I was sad to leave, but the hours, the court, the at that time we had a pager. That's how long ago it was. We were on call for our clients 24-7. The idea being that if something happened, it was better for someone to get a hold of the social worker that knew their case inside and out. We tried at one point briefly to take weekends where we would be in charge of all the kids or one or two of us for that weekend to give the other social workers a break. It ended up not going well because you were flying through paperwork and someone would call you a police officer or usually a police officer and or a foster parent and you needed answers but you didn't know the client because that was they weren't on your caseload. So we went back to the pager system. I didn't mind it back before I had children. Once I had my oldest, I realized that I could not give myself to that many people. I was spread too thin. What my clients needed was 100% of me or more of me than I was willing to give. And there are some social workers. Of course, there are people who are parents as well as do that job. And I applaud those people. I applaud those people for being able to adjust their lives to be able to put things in categories, probably clock out. I was unable to do that. I was unable to go home and not think about things which affected my ability to be a mom. 
if I had the opportunity to go back, if I had more energy than I do now, I would definitely go back to that job. But for now, I am content doing this podcast. I hope that I do provide all of you with a little help, a little support, a little advice, even if it doesn't apply to you right now. I hope that maybe someday it will, or I guess in some cases, I hope it never applies to you. But if it does, I hope it makes things a little bit easier. I thank you all for being with me on this journey one year. Here's to another year, another who knows how many episodes tonight. This is episode 79. I'm on my way to 100. I think that that is something to be very, very proud of. And I am very proud of myself. I hope that you have a great weekend. I know I am going to celebrate this with, I think I'm going to have sushi. We all know I love sushi. I think I'm going to have sushi this weekend to celebrate. I would love to hear from all of you if you have any thoughts or opinions. If you just want to say hi, you can reach out to me on Twitter. It's at Petals of Support. You can email me at petals.s at aol.com. I'm also on Instagram. You can support this podcast. Keep me going for another year by doing buy me a coffee. But if that's something that is not, it's not something that you are interested in doing, you can support me by simply rating and reviewing my episodes, sharing with your friends and family. Retweeting on Twitter is so wonderful, but I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much, and I love you all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.